broadcasting from the Stolen Droids Hangout and discussing everything that has been taking place in the geek world over the past 168 hours. Well, give or take, it's the Stolen Droids Podcast. Hello and welcome to Stolen Droids Podcast, episode number 258. I'm Zoner and I'm Zook. We're on time. Ish. Ish. Yeah, I mean, it's not midnight. It's not midnight Sunday. Yeah. Although it doesn't make any difference when we record so long as it's posted Monday for our wonderful, wonderful listeners. This is true. However, we have found that uh, posting an episode a few days after we record it, it actually causes problems. We'll get into that here in one of our headlines. But first, we want to give a shout out to our friends over at TrekRadio.net, CryptonRadio.com, OpenBookAudio, Stitcher.com, uh, Eagle Moss Limited, 4814 Web Hosting, and Radio KSCR. I think I said one of them twice. Maybe. Or maybe I just had a small stroke. I don't know. Wouldn't it surprise me? Either one is, is a probability with you. <laughs> we we should all go also give a shout out to Salt Lake Comic Con happening this week by the time you listen to it. Thursday, Friday, and Saturday at the Salt Palace Convention Center, downtown Salt Lake. We will be there and we will be hopefully uh having a good time. Yeah. If I anticipate see, we will. If you see us with our stolen droids shirts, you know, say hi, give us a high five, we'll grab your picture. It'll be great. Yeah. Who are you most excited to see? Awesome. The Cape Beckinsale, really? You had to ask? I don't know <laughs> if you can get within like 300 yards now of her. I'll tell you what. I'm going to do every single thing I can. I may be calling in favors from some of our connections to see <laughs> if I can just get like 30 seconds to meet her. Summer Glau will be there. That is true, but uh, still, she's no Kate Beckinsale. Well, she's not, but if I can get a picture with Alan Tudyk and Summer Glau, I can put it with my picture of us with Adam Baldwin and Nathan Fillion. Yeah, that is true. I'll try not... If, if I am lucky enough to get an interview or interaction with Alan Tudyk, I will try desperately to not piss him off. Um, although he's not as intimidating as Adam Baldwin. No, few people are. Hey, that is true. He's six foot four of scary. I, I really, really am, am holding out, though, for Jewel State because our Stady. I have no clue how to pronounce her last name. All I know is she's on my list. It. <laughs> All righty. We'll you, leave it at that. You don't need names for the list. No. <laughs> wow. Sorry, Joe. I'm going to hear about it for that one. Hey, speaking of which, we got feedback. Do we? Uh, awesome. Yeah, from Glue. Uh, he, his his email has a subject line, Swiggity Swooty, he's coming for that booty. <laughs> am I Am I still having a stroke? I don't understand that. I, I don't either. However, it rhymed and it was funny because it said booty. Okay, let's go with it. Um, he's, he writes, I think your sponsors are testing their own limits. Are you there, 4chan? <laughs> I always thought of, of Reddit as 4chan plus iFunny, which I'm not familiar with. I don't know iFunny. Um, and I suddenly feel old. I think that Magic in North America thing that J.K. Rowling put out should be talked about on SD files if SD files comes back. What are your thoughts with Microsoft cross-platform cross play? Wow. That is a mouthful. I think it's pretty sweet. 
you could maybe play Skylanders with friends on other consoles with online co-op. I could maybe play Destiny with my PlayStation idiotic friends. And then he writes another email, because this is glue. Almost forgot. With what you guys said about ebooks and the whole pricing thing, why are digital games the same price as physical games? They both both release at fifty nine ninety nine for a triple A title like Halo or Call of Duty, but with physical discs I can trade it trade in, loan to a friend, break, play frisbee, or draw perfect circles with the discs. With the digital game I can install and uninstall. How do the rules with ebooks and physical books not apply with digital games and physical games? Thanks, Glue. Okay, first off, let's go back to the first email. Um, I don't know if SD files are coming back. I don't either. I'm sorry, man. I would like to think that it, SD files took leave of us, wandered off into the forest, and there are reports of it popping up at campsites throughout the Pacific Northwest, but no one can really confirm or deny it. You know, I was thinking about this the other day, actually. I th- There are a few very special episodes uh, in which we may resurrect the SD Files moniker uh, that I've been working on for quite some time, actually. Uh, one of them I've been trying to, tr- to set up for over a year. Uh, I'll just say this. It involves Skinwalker Ranch. If you're not familiar with it, familiarize yourself with it because it's freaking creepy as crap you know it's really creepy and zoner knows this but i don't think our audience does i always thought skinwalker ranch was somewhere like in southern utah right no it turns out it's in eastern utah it turns yeah. out it's like five thousand feet from where i used to sleep as a kid you know the interesting thing about that whole area in the Uinta Basin, uh, which is for those who aren't familiar, part of eastern Utah. It's not a question of if you see something weird; it's a question of when you see something weird. How long is it going to take for you to see something that just ain't right? It's fun. My grandma used to live out there. She used to live on Fort Duchesne, uh-huh. and uh, yeah, we'd spend weekends out there, holidays, uh, Christmas. You know, all sorts of stuff. I have a lot of memories of her little neighborhood there. Um, And when I looked at it on Google Earth, I realized that it is literally just over the ridge from Skinwalker Ranch. Yeah, that's that's awesome. But I would like to bring uh, I've been working on something that will bring some awesomeness of Skinwalker Ranch to SD files. And if I can pull it off, I will. I've also been working on something that. Uh, involves communicating with the dead. Just yeah, so I I got a few tricks up my sleeve still. That, I'm interested that, to see how you mic the dead because otherwise it's just going to be an hour of you talking and the microphone not picking up the other half of the conversation. Or it has very special guests. Oh. I'll just leave it at that. Okay, <laughs> um, who are not dead? Gotcha. But, you no, know, I, I, I may, caught maybe that. they will be. I don't know. Uh, first ever murder captured on a podcast. Um, you know, strangely, I think that's not true. I think other shows have captured that. Some of the ones I've listened to sound like they're about to. Um, <laughs> in regards to his other email, uh, first off, the whole um, ebooks thing. Well, well, no. To go back to his first one, the the Microsoft thing we're playing Xbox on cross platform. We'll get into that in just a moment because that's one of our headlines. 
but you brought this up last week offline, and uh, Schmitty has talked about it with us before. Ebook pricing versus game pricing. And I think that's a really good question, actually. I think the problem is, and I'm going to come clean right now, I don't know what the actual reason is. But there is a difference between ebooks and games. I want to say they're protected in different ways by copyright and distribution law. But I'm not sure about that. See, and part of me wants to just say they can charge the same because they can't. Or they charge the same because they can't. But I think he's got an excellent point. There's nothing physical. The distribution channels are significantly less expensive by doing a direct digital download compared to shipping it out to stores on a physical disc. There's no reason why, in my mind, it shouldn't be, I mean, at least 10 to 20 bucks cheaper, but they can charge full price, so why not? Well, see, and I immediately tried to look into this from different angles, right? Because there's always some angle. Um, it's, for instance, like why a lot of consoles are sold at cost or below cost, why manufacturers actually take a loss on every console they sell. And it's because they make that money back in game sales and in um, subscription fees, right? You know, speaking of that, I actually saw something today that Sony is not taking a loss on their consoles. No, not anymore. They've learned how to manufacture the PlayStation 4 for cheaper. Uh, yeah. And I'll bet you we'll see that with the Xbox One as well. We saw it throughout the lifespan of the Xbox 360. Every new iteration, they were able to manufacture it for cheaper and cheaper and cheaper. Does it involve suicide nets? Just curious. Uh, no, no. Strangely, it doesn't. Microsoft knows how to do it without killing its workforce. <laughs> hey, Apple... Take a take a note, and and to that end, even Sony knows how not to kill their employees. Um, yes. But so I started thinking, well, maybe maybe distributors and publishers are already have already cut the cost of games down to bare minimum, and they're not turning a profit. But that doesn't make sense either, because you hear about these like EA. EA is making money. You know, EA is making money. They're like the Michael Bay of the game industry. They have the popped collar and the gaudy car and everything. You know they're making money. <laughs> the popped collar? They're the douchebag of the gaming world. I wasn't going to say that. I thought Michael Bay was subtle enough. Maybe not. Um, <laughs> Do they drive a Trans Am, a T-top Trans Am, too? It's an IROC Z. <laughs> nice. Um I just realized I said Michael Bay and subtle in the same sentence. Yeah, there's nothing subtle about that. Um, but that, like I said, that doesn't make sense. So I don't think it's that way either. I personally find um, downloaded games very, very convenient on my console. I don't have to get up and pop discs out at all. I can... Um, games that I got from my Xbox 360 on download, if they're compatible on the xbox one they're automatically there in my library that's pretty awesome to me i don't have to install them the old-fashioned way um it just it works out better for me but at the same time i understand where he's coming from you know it's just yeah i would like to be able to buy everything online and 
have it be $10 cheaper. That's all oh, I yeah. ask. Yeah, I agree. We should look into that more, though. We should. Okay, um, into some other feedback. Oh, wait, this isn't feedback. This is just hilarious. So, last week, we talked about encryption on the iPhone, right? Um, we talked about how the FBI probably actually already has that ability. Um, I personally talked about how ugly the rose gold color was for Apple products. Um, I am fairly certain we made a Blackberry joke. I think that's a safe bet. I mean, (laughs) (laughs) if it was an episode of stolen droids, yeah, there was probably a Blackberry joke in there. I, I, I don't even know for sure. I'm just saying it because it sounds right. Um, well, if you're not familiar with it, you're probably one of the few ones, but every Sunday night on HBO, John Oliver, the comedian, has a show called Last Week Tonight, where he goes over headlines from the la- the previous week in a humorous um, and oftentimes infuriating way. Infuriating because he has this tendency to shine a light on things that other news agencies don't, and they're usually little facts that piss you off. I, One way or another, he ends up pissing a lot of people off. You know, I got to say, I am not a huge fan of his. I, I never have been. But stuff like this, I really have a tough, tough time not liking him. Especially when it's our material. Exactly. <laughs> which is the point you were getting to. So, okay. We know, logically speaking, it couldn't be our material. Despite the fact that it happened on the same week, our show didn't yet come on the air. So we recorded Saturday night. His show came out Sunday night. Our episode was released Monday morning. I think thanks to time zones and broadcast times and and the time shift from last week, I think it actually came out at the exact same time. So obviously he didn't steal it from us. But this is not the first time where we talk about something and that week, you know, the Colbert Report or Trevor Noah's Daily Show or John Oliver or even some other actual legitimate news source comes out with something that we talk about in the exact same way we talked about it. Yeah, it's really weird. Blackberry joke? Check. He makes it. Um the rose gold color. He says it looks like you threw up a salmon dinner on some ballet shoes, which admittedly sounds a lot better than what I said. You know, he has a better team of writers, but everything else was just dead on. It was the funniest thing watching this video. It really was. And it, it just kind of goes to show we should be getting paid for what we do. Hey, look, I would do this professionally if just someone would give me money. Yeah, really. If any of you listeners out there want to pay us for doing this, feel free. That's not happening. You know it's, it's not happening. It's probably not. I find it really funny um, when we bring something up on the show, and then like four weeks later, a news agency clues in and reports on it. And it's it's hilarious because we use Slack to communicate. Uh, and if you're not familiar with what the Slack is, it's a really great, great uh, team collaboration tool. And every once in a while, either Zoner or me or Colin or even Schmitty will pop a link in going, 
doesn't this sound familiar? <laughs> and it's always something we record we reported on like a month prior. Yeah, my favorite is when we actually when we actually talk about something and then six months later or even a year later it gets picked up by the quote unquote real media and we read this and it's like, wait a minute, we talked about this. This like, is why exact- does this seem so familiar? Yeah, this is exactly what we said was going to happen. We have an uncanny record, except when it comes to BlackBerry going out of business and Google Plus actually being successful. Yeah, I admitted it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Hey, I'm on Google Plus right now as we speak. Doing what? Uh, just just getting on so <laughs> that that's I could the say question, I was isn't on. <laughs> I just wanted to say that I was on it. So okay, yeah. hey, um, kind of a follow up. We never actually reported on this. We brought it up that we had heard rumors of it, but we never brought it up like an actual headline. Supposedly, this is a thing now. People claiming that Microsoft has been installing Windows 10 on their computers against their will, against their wishes. That uh, Microsoft is forcing the download of Windows 10. That Microsoft is telling people that, sorry, you just get Windows 10 now. That it is downloading and installing without either disregarding their wishes or just not even prompting them. Microsoft is calling BS on that. And I am too. Yeah, I find it interesting. Um, I've I've got one of my computers here. And people, uh, well, people, my family have been complaining to me for, I don't know, three, four, five months, however long it's been, that there's been a notification that Windows 10 is ready to be installed. I just haven't done it. And I'm pretty sure that if they were installing Windows 10 on their own, that my computer would have had Windows 10 installed. Yeah, I have, um, okay, so my wife has a laptop, I have a laptop, I have a work laptop, I have a Windows tablet, my wife has a Windows tablet, oh yeah, and then I have the other 150 computers I manage at work, and all of them have Windows 10, and I had to invoke the installation of every single one manually. I have a media center that runs Windows 8.1. And yeah, the notification is there saying, hey, if you want, we suggest you install Windows 10. It has a lot of great features, and it's the most secure and up-to-date. And I kindly say, no thank you, every time. Is it a little annoying? Yes. Did I find a patch online that I'm going to install that actually uninstalls that entire upgrade process? Oh, yeah. And if, if you don't know why, it's because there isn't a media center uh, in Windows 10. And since that's the only reason we use that computer that way, it makes no sense to upgrade. Now, do people, I, now, I'm, do, are people lying? I don't necessarily think so. But I do think that people are stupid with their computers. They install ransomware without realizing it. They install toolbars all the time. They change search providers in their uh, browser windows. You know, you want to install this? Sure. 
You want to do this a custom way or the way we want to do it? Ah, I can't be bothered. Just do it the way you want. Great. Here's the Yahoo toolbar. I'm changing your homepage to yahoo.com. Um, here's six months free of Norton Antivirus. And uh, here's um, a newsletter now from Avast. I hate that. And people are going, well, geez, this thing is hijacking my system. It's installing all this stuff without even. No, no, you idiot. It told you. It didn't it, say yeah. it in so many words, but you chose to do that. Yeah, one of my kids did some upgrade uh, on my computer while they were logged in to my account, which right there, that causes all sorts of stress for me. But all of a sudden, every every like profile of Google Chrome on my system uh, Yahoo something has been installed. Crap, uninstall it. <laughs> I mean, yeah. uh, oh my and, gosh. And just like Zoner points out, this is all assuming that you're the only one using your computer. If you have kids, then heaven help you. Oh, you're done. You're done. Or, or and this is not to sound sexist, but I'm just going off of my own experience here. If it happens to be your wife, who says, well, look, the last thing that popped up in that area was a Java update. You told me those are fine to click OK, so I clicked OK. Yeah. And it's like, well, that wasn't a Java update. That was a Windows update. Yeah. So I I don't know. I'm calling BS on this. I don't think people are necessarily lying. I think they're just completely ignorant of the process. I think so, too. They click on stuff, and they don't read what they are clicking on. And by the way, it was Yahoo for Chrome that one of my kids installed. But yeah, people see these. My kids do it all the time. In fact, very rarely when I install anything that I've downloaded, any update or anything, will I just do the default installation. I will customize that so that I can see exactly what they're trying to install on my machine and tell them no. Do not install that. I do not need the ask toolbar. I do not need my homepage changed to whatever. Uh, it just, oh man, I hate that. Yeah. Don't, don't know why. Well, no, I know why. We'll get into that here too. Um, <laughs> also in Microsoft news here, which was previously a software title under Nokia, is dropping Windows support. This is very surprising to me. Now, this is not a software title we've talked about in great depth for quite a while, but Nokia came out with Here Maps. Um, This was long after Google Maps had really taken the stage, and Google Maps became the standard. Um, But then Nokia came out with Here Maps, and they were pretty good. They were better in Europe than they were in the U.S. when they first launched, but they've since expanded on that, and they're quite good. Uh, They use Bing data instead of Google's uh, image satellite data. And it was actually the popularity of them that convinced Apple that they could go away from Google Maps as well. And we all know how that turned out. That was awesome. So when Windows phones launched, they came out with Here Maps. Uh, At that point, Microsoft offered to buy them. It didn't happen. Instead, they got bought up by, I think, like the Mercedes and Audi group and BMW. But they came in with every copy of Windows 8.1 and Windows 10. If you don't believe me, um, just hit start and type in Maps. I'll bet you it's there. 
and it's the here maps. It just comes bundled in there for free. Strangely, they're saying that they will not support Windows anymore, and that after, well, I, I don't know the date exactly here, but they're going to pull the Here Maps client from Windows. Now, I, this is confusing to me because I didn't really realize that they had a whole lot of other options. But I guess, like, if you look at it, it kind of makes sense, too. If they're owned by a motor company and they've been putting their map mapping software into cars, and if they're not getting any money out of the Windows ecosystem, why bother to continue developing for it? Yeah. This is unfortunate, however, because Windows doesn't really have any other native map client. Now, I thought that I saw something that said that Windows, the maps that they're using currently are like far better than what here has. I don't I don't have a Windows phone. I don't know what they're using currently, but I saw that the number of people who actually use here maps on Windows devices was so negligible that it's not a big deal. Well, the thing is, I believe that for Windows Phone, but this is also going to affect desktop installations of Windows. True. Now, again, you're you're probably right. It's going to be a negligible change. No one actually cares. And I can probably count on two fingers the number of people who use a Maps client on their desktop computer. Yeah, don't you just go to Google Maps? Well, you need a map or the the problem with that is, is that remember Google hates Microsoft. Yeah. I mean, but that's within a browser still, if you're at your computer or maybe if you're old school, you go to MapQuest or not (laughs) like way old school. Yeah. Um, So that was kind of weird. Um, in good news, and Glue touched on this earlier, uh, Microsoft also announced that they are going to bring out clock, oh, I can't even say this, cross-platform support. The idea being that you can play a game on Xbox and connect with other gaming networks, such as the PlayStation Home Network. Yeah. Uh, my question is, and I hadn't thought about this until I saw Sony say today, that, yeah, we might consider cross-platform support. If your Xbox is going to connect to a PlayStation, doesn't the PlayStation need to support it as well? I know, right? That that was... Uh, originally, they're going to say that, okay, it will be able to support both Xbox One and Windows. Okay, that's which makes sense. Sure, that makes sense. And um, like things like Rocket League, which is a very popular game, I, I see it all over my activity feed. Already supports being played on both the PS4 and Windows. So if I'm playing Windows and you're playing PS4, we can play against each other. So running on that logic, it shouldn't be that hard to then switch it over, and so you're playing from an Xbox One to PS4. But I don't think this is something that Microsoft can necessarily do by itself for the same reason you pointed out. Yeah, I mean, that's my thinking because, I mean, there's got to be, it's like knocking on somebody's door 
if they don't open the door and let you in, you're going to just stand out there knocking. That's kind of how I see this if Sony doesn't want to play nice. Or, or, you know, the government coming out and saying, hey, you know, starting in April, you'll be able to travel unfettered to Russia. Want to go to Russia? Sure, not a problem. We won't check papers. We won't do anything. You're free to go to Russia. And Russians can come here. It'll be traveling back and forth. And there's Russia going, wait, what? Since when? (laughs) They're saying, yet. (laughs) Yeah, I, I, I... think it's cool and i think it's about time but i guess we got to see what the other companies do to get on board yep hey uh jumping ahead a bit uh, and i didn't even mean this segue but hey it works um google and russia <laughs> russia is technically not europe are they they're asia nah, well they're part of the asia landmass, but culturally they're considered european Okay. Now, southern USSR area, the Istans, they're they're more Asian. I like how you just threw out the USSR like, you know, this is 1968. Well, you know what I'm saying. The old or Soviet, the southern Soviet bloc countries, all the Istans. Yes. Or Stans, depending. Um, I yeah. like Stan. Sounds like a nice place. Nice yeah. guy. He, he's that little guy from accounting. Nice guy. He's got the weird mustache, though. He occasionally sneaks up behind you, but he always tells a really funny joke. Yeah. Um, asks about your kids a lot, which is weird. Okay. <laughs> I don't know what you're laughing about. I'm just saying. I don't yeah, know where you're I, taking I, that. It, it, that's uh, yeah. I don't know. That so, was completely appropriate. Russia charged Google uh, with uh, having a monopoly, and I don't think you need me to really explain why it's not a monopoly and why they went for it anyway. When I explain that culturally, Russia is much like Europe. Yeah, so as best as I understand this, Russia didn't like Google installing the Play Store on their devices. Right. And they wanted other Android marketplaces installed either in lieu of or in addition to. I'm not sure which. But you need... If you're going to use Google services, you need to be able to use Google apps. And if it's an Android phone, which is a Google device, isn't it only right that their stuff comes on the device? That's like buying a Windows computer that doesn't have any Windows programs or... Oh, you mean like the European version of Windows? Yeah, it just it makes no sense to me. If nobody's stopping anybody from installing some different market on, yeah, I I find this very confusing because you know, hey Russia, I have an Android device, and yeah, I have the Google Play Store, and do you know what I use to uh, edit my documents? Microsoft Word, and my spreadsheets, Microsoft Excel, and my email, Microsoft Outlook. Oh, and my cloud storage, Microsoft OneDrive. That's on my Android device. 
So yeah, just... bundling Google services does not necessarily a monopoly make. Yeah, I mean, they say that Google uses Android's platform dominance like a Trojan horse to drive adoption of its services. Well, yeah, I mean, you're buying a Google device. You're automatically in their ecosystem if that's what you're buying. And again, if you don't, if you're like me, there are other ways. Yeah. I mean, just because you have the device, sure, you need to have a Google account to register all your stuff with. Do or you? not. Do you, though? I don't think you do. Yeah, because I think, seem to remember there's this thing called the Kindle Fire HD, which does not have any Google Play services. That's true. It doesn't. Oh, there's also this thing called the iPhone. Yeah. I mean, there's there's a lot of alternatives out there. They don't have to do this. And I, I honestly, if you want your phone backed up and everything with Google's backup features or Android's backup features, then yeah, you need a Google account. But I think that it's actually possible to use the phone without one. Mm-hmm. In fact, at the initial startup, do you wish to sign in with an existing Google account? Existing, new, or skip? Yeah. You can skip. Yeah, I just... And and even if you do sign up for a Google account, doesn't mean you have to use it. Or maybe in Russia it does, I don't know. Maybe you do have to use it if you sign up for it because that's how it works in Russia. I, maybe Google accounts sign up for you in Russia. <laughs> in communist Russia. In mother Russia. Yeah. Account signs up for you. Um, I want to hear Yakov Smirnov's take on this. <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of wondering. You remember that rather inflammatory email or Facebook message that was sent to us saying that we don't understand, you know, the layman and how they see technology? Oh, yeah. I still chuckle thinking about that. Well, I'm I'm wondering if maybe he had a point, but not he what he failed to mention was we thought he we assumed he was talking about in America, to which I would still say he's 100% wrong, but maybe he was referring to the rest of the world. Could be. Maybe the rest of the world are just full of idiots when it comes to technology. Who think Windows XP is still a great platform? Yes, because I love using platforms that are 15 years old and are no longer officially supported by their manufacturer. And people who think that downloading Windows shouldn't have Windows programs with it. Or, in this case, buying an Android phone shouldn't come with Android services. Yeah, I mean, that's like buying a DVD and getting pissed off that there's a movie on it. I went and bought Man of Steel. Man, I'm mad there's a Superman movie on that. You know, just because I bought Man of Steel doesn't necessarily want this movie with all this DC branding. (laughs) DC better be careful. They might get sued for monopolies. I mean, what if I wanted the option of a Marvel Superman movie? Oh, that's a good point. I'm just saying, you know. Hey, Russia, are you taking notes? We probably should shut up and not give them ideas. I guarantee you, in a couple days, John Oliver will be talking about European Monopoly lawsuits on his show. (laughs) 
I am going to laugh my butt off if that's his next episode. Um, uh, also in Google News, Google bought Boston Dynamics. I've had problems speaking the past couple of weeks. Have you noticed that? I have noticed. It's like you're having a stroke on air. Uh, it's like I've gained 15 pounds all in my tongue. <laughs> it's just going to... <laughs> That I, explains a lot. I look like a horse trying to lick peanut butter. Just blah, blah, blah. <laughs> nice. Um, and for all you people who don't have the video feed, which is all of you, you're you're, you're not really missing ma- much. Yeah. Um. So yeah, years ago they bought Boston Dynamics, and I recall talking about this purchase. Yes. Uh. The the DARPA funded think tank that make robots that can run at 60 miles an hour, jump over walls, climb ladders, hold guns, aim, carry heavy loads while being beaten by people. I I believe that at the time that this happened, I I made a joke about Judgment Day. Yeah, uh, I think I did as well. In fact, I think I made a joke about Google and Judgment Day long before they ever bought Boston Dynamics. So when they bought it, it actually just terrified me. Well, they have decided that they see no short-term product ever coming out of there, no commercial product they can make money on in the short time, the short term, to which everyone in the world says, duh. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, what, did you think you were actually buying a real Android? And they are listing it for sale, or at least the, the rumor is that they're going to list it for sale. So this is great. So now we have these robots that can run at 60 miles an hour, carry heavy loads, balance themselves, uh, follow you, track you down, climb up ladders, beat you at games, and now they'll be depressed because they've just been basically thrown out for not making any money. This is, this I'm going to be very I'm going to be very concerned if somebody from the Middle East purchases this. I'm just saying Read into that as you will. Akbar Holdings Limited. Yeah. <laughs> um. In final Google news, is it final? Probably yeah, not. It looks it. So T-Mobile launched a few months ago their Binge, which is their program that allows T-Mobile users to stream video for free. It is a compressed version of the video, and only certain video providers had agreed to it. Yes. Google famously said, no thanks. They wouldn't do that. They would offer their own data compression technique, so Google Play and YouTube wouldn't take up as much data. The problem is is that their data compression technique sucks hard. Like, it's, it's bad. It's really, really bad. And since trying to do it, you may have noticed recently that YouTube videos actually load compressed even to your browser on your desktop system on Wi-Fi, and only later does the HD kick in. Mm-hmm. So they're eating crow, and they're signing up for the binge program now as well. Now, I... I only for certain ca- ones. I came across a, a story... Um, Apparently, it includes YouTube and Google Play Movies, uh, to name a few. But then it all they also said in their press release, quote, and others. Yeah, certain playlists, certain playlists will be included in that. Well, it, it turns out that some people have uncovered what the and others are. Oh, really? 
Yes. It's porn. So now you can watch porn on T-Mobile without having it count against your monthly data allotment. I don't know the specific sites. I did not see that come. I did not anticipate that. (laughs) Excellent catch there on the rephrase. Thank you. (laughs) But yeah. um, yeah. No, I, I really didn't. I... Really? Uh, not, yeah, not, I'm, uh, not music this, videos, people. Music videos, right? Um, this article here on Engadget says it turns out, quote unquote, others meant adult entertainment. That's right. You can now watch porn on T-Mobile without having it count against that monthly data allotment. See, and that's okay. That's interesting. Every once in a while, while I'm in my car, I suddenly think, you know what? I want to hear this one song. This random one song that just popped into my head. Wouldn't it be great if I could just immediately call up that one song? I'll look it up on YouTube. Yeah. And then I hear it. And then I'm good. I've had uh, Stevie Wonder's I Wish stuck in my head this week quite a bit. Okay. Oh, actually, um, I think it says uh, My Candy Theater. M-I-K-A-N-D-I. I, is that how you say it? I don't know. Um but their CEO says T-Mobile is treating adults like adults, and we hope that other tech companies follow in their footsteps. Uh, the Uncarrier confirmed in Gadget that MyCandy is indeed the first adult entertainment company to offer its video as part of the data-free program. That's funny. Okay. Um yeah. Okay, moving on. That that took an unexpected turn, didn't it? You didn't yeah, think I, that was going there, did you? Nope, not at all. Um, <laughs> did not anticipate that. Um, Fossil, the cheapo watch company, who I famously said, you know, technically, I don't think anything I say is famous. I don't think I qualify. But I did notoriously say would never make an Android watch that I'd be at all interested in. Then came out with the Q founder, and I wanted one badly. Have ju- they've just announced two more? The Q Wanderer, which is a stupid, stupid, stupid name for a watch. It sounds like a lost watch. Yeah, the Wanderer. Whose like, nightstand is your watch on? <laughs> you know, it's crap. It's not even on a nightstand. It's under the bed. Yeah. Um. So we have that, and then we have the Q Marshall, which I really, really want. It looks like an honest-to-goodness watch. You know, I, mean, I, I saw that they that they had announced them, but I haven't really looked at them closely. I mean, they they do look nice, though. Mm-hmm. They also have a uh, a wearable. Um, it's just, it's an Android enabled wearable. It's kind of like a Fitbit, but looks very different and I don't necessarily like it, but I got to give them props. So many fitness trackers all look like a Fitbit. Yeah, they do. This one doesn't. I don't know if I necessarily like the way it looks, but I got to give them props for making it look different and only making it $95, which is nice. That's like the cheapest of any of the fitness trackers, I believe. Fitbit may have some that are in that range, maybe a little cheaper. I know the Fitbit charge is about 
120, I think. The Charge HR is about 150. Does it give you haptic feedback on call notifications, texts, multicolored lights, other notifications? No, I do, however, get notifications of phone calls on my on my Fitbit. Yeah. Also yeah. interesting, it doesn't require a charge. Instead, it has a coin cell battery that lasts six months. At the end of the six months, you pop it open, replace the battery. That's interesting. I'm, I'm intrigued. Yeah, that that is definitely fascinating. Um, also out there uh, is Michael Kors. Don't know who this is, but evidently I'm supposed to. They're making a fashion smartwatch, and um, yeah, it looks like a watch. It does. It, it looks like it would cost more than I want to spend on something I'll replace in a couple of years. Uh, they started about four hundred bucks, three hundred ninety-five bucks. Yeah, yeah. I like how this article says, "Yeah, that brand isn't going to pay for itself." It's true. Um, also, out uh, are Nixon watches. If you don't know Nixon, uh, they typically do surfwear and surf accessories. Uh, they have a ruggedized smartwatch that uh, they're claiming you can actually. You can take surfing. It's not just splash proof. It's waterproof. Which is really cool. Yeah. You know, these watches don't look bad. They don't. They don't. If they could just get the entire casing to be a little bit thinner, which I know is more display technology and battery technology than actual electronics, we're, we're going to get to the point where everyone has a pit boy on their arm just because they're so easy to manufacture and use. Oh, for sure. For sure, and I saw that I get. We've talked about Casio's uh, rugged smartwatch uh, that was supposed to be coming out later this year. I guess those are shipping early. Those are those are ready now, and they are coming out early for about four to five hundred bucks. I think is the price range. Indeed. So uh, hey, the future is finally here. Yay! Um, so interestingly, this week uh, the hacker. And I forget his name already. The one who brought us the Fappening or Celebgate a year and a half ago when all those celebrities' nude pictures got uh, released. To 4chan. Yeah, yeah. He uh, he was uh, charged. He hasn't been sentenced yet, but uh, he has been found guilty of all what he did. And he finally kind of released exactly how he did it. Remember at the time, he kept saying, and well, he didn't keep saying, but people kept saying. And because people kept saying, we reported it as well that uh, he was able to brute force attack his way in to people's iCloud systems. Yes. And Apple kept saying, nope, nope, we have no record of any hack. He didn't get in that way. Turns out Apple may have been right. Uh, He used social engineering instead. He just fished them like crazy. Which cracks me up because, you know, you and I both know computer security. My degree is actually in computer security, which is comical to me that I've never worked a day in the computer security. Yeah, you're not using that. Can I use your degree? Uh, Yeah, no doubt. I am using the project management side of my degree, though. But one of the biggest things that you learn when you're studying computer security is the weakest point is the user. And you need to train the users, or else no matter how much security you put in place, you're always going to be at risk. And this is a perfect illustration of that. Yeah. Absolutely textbook illustration of how somebody can pretend to be someone 
and completely hack a system. It's just funny to me because it's like I, I'm I'm interested to know if you are robbed by someone that you invited into your house, it's still considered a rob a robbery. I literally just about said robbing. It was a robbing. No, it's called a robbery. I, I like a robbing. I I, um, I think we should call it that for now. I um, English good. I English so good. I have the best words. You do have the best words. I have the best words. Um, <laughs> that's a thing now. That's a joke. I love it. I love having the best words. Um, but I guess it's kind of the same thing here. If you gave someone your username and password, they, did they really break into your account? No. You invited them in. Yeah, but I think it, it falls under the same laws as like being conned, you know? It's like a vampire. A, con- a if confidence you, screen. If you invite a scam. vampire into your house, that's all on you. You're done. But what you, if... You invited. What so if the vampire screwed. came in under uh, false pretenses? The law would protect you then. But you're still done because that vampire's going to eat you. Maybe you could sue the vampire? You have Probably. legal recourse, is what I'm saying. Probably in Europe, for sure. Definitely in Europe. <laughs> Quick, someone write Larry Korea. Um, hey, speaking of Trump. <laughs> because of the best words. Yes. The best words. Not Europe. Definitely not Europe. They don't and hacking. It. And hacking. We got a dual segue here. So Anonymous pledged that they were going to war against Trump. And sure enough, they just doxed him. Yes. And we didn't post the actual information here in our headlines. However, we've called the phone numbers. <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. Unfortunately, his voicemail box is full and it just goes straight to voicemail. That's funny how that happens. It is. Um, also kind of hilarious on the data security front. So a while back... The uh, the government went in against LavaBit. LavaBit is a secure email system that uh, if you're a subscriber, then you can be rest assured that your emails are secured. We all kind of knew what they were after, but they wouldn't say. And they threatened the owner of LavaBit that if he told anyone, he could go to jail. So when the government did a data dump and forgot to redact the email address they were f- looking at and found that it's ed underscore Snowden at lavabit.com, they basically just outed themselves. That whole big secret that they were doing in the investigation, the one that they threatened a person with jail time for releasing, they just released. Yeah, I I seem to recall talking about this when it was initially. Oh, everyone knew instigated. who it was. They weren't saying, but everyone knew. Yeah, but the government can't even keep offline data secure. This is getting ridiculous. This is becoming a parody of itself. It really is. The government. Every time I see a tech story regarding the government. I lose a little bit more faith in our government. And if you've listened to this show for any length of time, you know that I don't have a lot of faith in the government to begin with. And it's 
just it's absurd. It's a comedy of errors day after day with these people. And it would be funny if it weren't so serious. I'm I'm reading here um that uh the owner of LavaBit was originally subpoenaed to get the uh the cryptography key for what the the system they use. And so they provided it finally to the government printed like on one page so it's in this tiny 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 font because it's this huge cryptography key it fills the entire page just black with text that's hilarious um i don't know i don't even know what these other headlines are for Zoner. um you know you've jumped around so much i gotta try and figure out where we're even at <laughs> just the last three just the last three. Four now, because you just added another one. Yeah, I just threw one. Okay, so the one I just threw in, uh, just more of a PSA. Uh, if you are a T-Mobile subscriber and a fan of Major League Baseball, last year you may recall that T-Mobile gave away an at-bat subscription, uh, MLB TV at-bat, which lets you listen to game broadcasts, follow stats, and watch highlight replays. That's about 20 bucks a season, which was nice, but... Uh, but it doesn't let you watch the games, really, other than the free game that anybody can watch every day. Well, this year, T-Mobile is giving away MLB.TV Premium, which is a $110 value, I believe. And that lets you pretty much watch everything unless blackout restrictions apply. Uh, I'm a New York Mets fan. I'm not going to have any problem watching Mets games in Utah, I don't believe. So... Um, yeah, just a heads up, uh, you need to sign up for this between April 3rd and April 10th. So if you're a T-Mobile subscriber, get on that. A um, couple other things, Comcast. We've talked about Comcast a lot uh, over the years and how they continually screw people over. Well, apparently they're at it again, and they have failed, they failed to install Internet for 10 months for smart car. And then they turned around and demanded $60,000 in fees. And it's a long, convoluted story, and we are starting to run short on time. Uh, But basically, Comcast was unable to provide the service that they promised, kept coming up with excuse after excuse after excuse. And when SmartCar decided, okay, we're done, no more of this, we're canceling our contract for which they had never even gotten services for, uh, Comcast turned around and hit them with a $60,000 bill. I would like to point out, and this is not letting Comcast off the hook at all. If anything, it's more of an indication of how confusing this is. There is actually a difference between Comcast business class internet and Comcast for business. Comcast for business is fiber, and those guys are awesome. They truly are. Comcast business class is the exact same as their residential cable internet, only charging three times as much. Which and they is are horrible. Yeah. It's yeah, because I, they bought another company and rebranded it Comcast for business. So it's technically another business. I am just constantly amazed that these stories keep coming out. You think that Comcast would get their crap together, yet no, they don't. They never do. And I don't think that they care in all honesty. No. Um, Instagram is going to Facebook its feed. Uh, if you are a Facebook user, which you probably are, then 
you know how much Facebook keeps changing what you see in your newsfeed. Well, Instagram has decided that they want to do a, a algorithm that will show you the most popular items as opposed to what is chronological. So, like with Facebook, there is a very real possibility that you will no longer see items in your newsfeed because they're just not popular enough. The person you follow doesn't have enough likes or enough followers or whatever. They're not big enough. So, it'll be interesting to see how bad they mess this up. But they are saying that they are going to be very careful about it and uh, take user feedback very seriously, which Facebook, I don't think, does at all. So I guess Uh, we'll see. And I think this is our final headline. Um, Scientists are closer to cloning a T-Rex after discovering the remains of a pregnant dinosaur. Which, you know, obviously is something we've all been wanting to do. Yes, they've made movies about this. This is a bad idea. I don't know why they would want to do this, but I just imagine Jeff Goldblum having a fit over this. And I think it's justified. This I don't think this should be happening. Just because they stood on the shoulders of giants and they took what they had, and before they even realized what it was or if they should do it, they slapped it on a lunchbox, and they, they're selling it. Yeah, it's it's bad news. Very bad news. I think I got that quote right. Okay, into our favorites. It took a while finding a favorite, but um, Apple has a new ad, and it has Cookie Monster. And I'm sorry. Cookie Monster, baking cookies, I just like However, he uses his new iPhone 6S in an interesting way. He uses it for the timer and to do other ideas and other things to help pass the time while his cookies are cooking. And they're featuring Siri's new hands-free assistant. You know, like Google has had for a year and a half, and Windows Phone has had for a year, and Windows 10 launched with. But evidently now the iPhone 6S can do that aside, it's a cute commercial. It really is. It's a lot of fun. I just love Cookie Monster. Yeah, anything with Muppets in it is just a good thing. I totally forgive them when they sell out. When Muppets sell out, it's still just gold. It really is. I love Muppets. Holy crap, I love Muppets. Okay, my favorite this week is for all you Instagram husbands out there. Uh, You know who you are. You are the guy who goes out to dinner with your wife and she spends 20 minutes having you photograph your food or she will photograph your food before you can dig in and satisfy that hunger. And by then it's all cold and nasty and you're pissed off. Uh, You get all sorts of hangry when that happens. Uh, But there is now a a support group for you. It's Instagram husbands. Uh, You can check out this video that talks about it and it is absolutely hilarious. And I think it's especially funny because of the fact that it's pretty true. So check it out. All right. Well, that is our show for this week. Hey, thanks for all the feedback. If you want to get your feedback on the air, let us know. 
what you're thinking. Feedback at StolenDroids.com or give us a call 801-917-GEEK. Um, reach out to us on Twitter or Facebook or, yes, Google+. That's a thing. That's a it thing is. now. They Still. have the plus on the Google now. Uh, until next time, cheers. Good day. This has been a Stolen Droids Media Production.